We are Sarah and Laura. We are doulas, mothers, women, wives, and entrepreneurs. We love a lot of things. The gym, food, coffee, health, kombucha, our families, and our friends. We are so committed to being authentic, honest, and vulnerable and showing up here just the way we are. We promise to never positive wash anything, but please know that we are wholeheartedly committed to radically thriving. With this podcast, we hope to connect on a deeper level and talk about hard stuff. Ultimately, we want women and mothers to know deeply who they are and what makes them feel happy. Whether you're getting into a bath or taking us on a walk with you. Or maybe you're commuting to work. We are honored that you chose our podcast to listen to. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Laura. Hi, Bree. Hey, guys. <laughs> we have a guest today. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself or do you want me to introduce you? You can introduce me. That'd okay. Be interesting. So we have Bree here who, uh, client confidentiality wise, do I have permission to <laughs> disclose our relationship? Go for it. Okay. So started out as a birth client, met in Williams. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then we've done some massage stuff too, but yeah. I was at both of your births mm-hmm. and Sarah and I both have like major girl crushes on you. <laughs> So that is why we wanted to have you on the <laughs> podcast and we just love your birth stories and the transition that you went through from one to two. Um, so yeah, that's why we had you on. We love for people to hear stories like this and you had two hospital births, yes. which I think is different from anything we've had on because we've only had home birth. That's true. Um, also add on, Brie did our um, mom and baby group. Yes. And then I remember calling you after one and I was like, how did Brie get to be the way Brie is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about Brie behind her back probably way more than she realizes, <laughs> only in good ways. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome. So tell us like how old your children are and anything else you're comfortable sharing. Okay. So James just turned three in January and Hannah is a year and a half. Yeah. Cool. Um, so tell us James' birth story. Okay. So I kind of wanted to touch on Williams a little bit and yeah. our meeting yeah. because <laughs> I knew we were going to hit it off uh, when we ordered our drinks and they were both complicated. And we're like, <laughs> Hold the sugar and whatever else. And we just hit it off from yeah, there. We and did. Um, yeah, I knew we were going to be quite It was like team. love at first sight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> I went home and told everybody. Yeah. <laughs> amazing I think yours was definitely I know yours was one of the ones where I came home and said to Ryan like I think we're gonna be friends yeah and he's like mm-hmm. yeah. but then we actually did become legitimate friends and I think that happens a lot when I come home and I like gush to Jordan about someone I met mm-hmm. and he'll follow that up with are you guys gonna be best friends yes <laughs> and it's always awesome. a joke but then it usually happens yes, it so, does. yeah we're not wrong no yeah <laughs> Um, but so going to James's, um, pregnancy, I always knew that I wanted a midwife. I think just sort of the, um, more spiritual, more nurturing type of environment that I think I had a a sense of with a midwife versus an OB. Did you have friends who had had midwives? Yes. Yes. Um, and that was, uh, sort of how I you know, gathered some information mm-hmm. about that. And then that's definitely how I heard about a doula yeah. and how I stumbled upon you. Yeah. yeah. And, Who uh, sent you to me? Was it mutual friends? Jen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So this is like before the dynamic doula days. Yes. Yeah. 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 Four, so you were in pregnant four and a half years ago. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't even your backup at that point. No. 
Okay. I don't even think there Who was, was my backup. Yeah, I was, gonna say, I was not not <laughs> showing up. No, you were yeah. just like, I will be there even if I am barfing or <laughs> yeah. hungover. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you were kind of just like doing it all at yeah. that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but I still um, went to, I did like prenatal with Rebirth, mm-hmm. did like a private home one, which was great. Like it was yeah. really informative for Jordan and I, and uh, like I'd look over and he's like sitting there jotting things Amazing. down. Amazing. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah I, I love like, when the dads do that. Me too. Yeah. Favorite. Yeah. It's been so long since we've done it in person, uh. but even when we've done prenatal over Zoom lately, like the dads that are like right in the screen, like mm-hmm. taking everything in and then writing notes, yeah. it's, it's great. Yeah, it was really informative. And being first time parents, there was so much we had no idea what we were getting mm-hmm. ourselves into. Um, and then I did a breastfeeding course through them as well, which was, that was really helpful. Um, cause that was something that I knew I wanted to at least give a shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, what else? And I, I kind of knew that I wanted to go like a no paint or no pain med mm-hmm. route if at all possible, but mm-hmm. I was sort of just like, I'm just going to go with the flow. I wasn't mm-hmm. saying no, but yeah. that was sort of the mindset that I had going into it. From my memory, you were not being A-type about it. Yeah. 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 You were like, I'm just going to go with the flow and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And But I was very much like, I showed up to my midwife, told her what I envisioned to an extent, mm-hmm. but also that I was open to whatever happens, happens. Um, and then was like, tell me what to do next. Mm-hmm. And so every appointment I was showing up to, everything that she kind of recommended, I was doing, uh, you know, the orange drink, the mm-hmm. swabbing, mm-hmm. <laughs> all of the ultrasounds, which ended up, and I wrote it down here that I had a transvaginal ultrasound. Oh, wow. I don't even remember why. Oh. You know, that's so the thing. Like, positioning? Wow. Um, placenta positioning? No? No. It had nothing to do with the placenta. I Honestly, I don't even remember why. Hmm. Cord? Looking to see if there's I don't remember. I don't even remember knowing that. Yeah. Huh. It was, the things that we just do. Exactly. Mm, yeah. That was, like, looking back at it, like, that was something that I forgot I did, but I was like, wow, that was, like, pretty invasive. Mm, and yeah. And stressful. For the most I'm sure whatever it was, it was probably stressful. It feels Str- like a big, yeah. huge vibrator shoved up there. Yeah. Right? It, it's a wow. big, big thing. I had one with the twins. It's... It's not nothing. No, by a stranger too, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Right. So, um, and obviously it wasn't something that was pressing because everything turned out fine with mm-hmm. him. Like he was always measuring big, mm-hmm. but he was nine pounds. Yeah. But, um, and one of the things I consented to as well was the dating ultrasound, mm-hmm. which um, I know my body pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I knew when I conceived this baby and the dating ultrasound pushed me back a week. Ah, oh, I have goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> and so the pregnancy was great. Like I said, I, I went to all the appointments, did everything that was, you know. Sorry, is my math right? That means your due date was a week earlier? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so uh, when the time came, I really got along with my midwife. Mm-hmm. She was um, new to the clinic. Mm-hmm. We, we like, mm-hmm. we clicked really well. Um, she was always supportive of everything that I wanted to do. And, um, but then when the 40 weeks, 41 weeks rolled around, uh, she was on her week off. Mm-hmm. So I was um, transferred to the backup midwives, who then, they were the ones that did 
all of the stretch and sweeps, which I think I had three in total. And they never did anything for me. Like no. I didn't get any cramping, nothing. Yeah. Um, and then they were also the ones that were at 41 in a couple days uh, telling me that, okay, now we have to look at induction. And so they sent me for the biophysical profile mm-hmm. ultrasounds. I was at the hospital at like 41 and five or something Which like that. Which you knew was 40 and five. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I kept, I kept bringing that up, but it seemed like it was just sort of dismissed by, well, this is what the dating ultrasound, that was, yeah. that was it. And, um, so I went to the hospital, had that ultrasound done and was kind of forewarned by the midwives that the OB would probably be pressuring me to schedule the induction, get it done, uh, get this baby out. I didn't feel that at all. Okay. The OB was actually great. Yeah. Um, he was teaching and, um, was very informative. And then when we asked him questions like what, what is the reasoning behind this 42 week deadline baby has to get out? And he basically chalked it up to um, not a lot of people go over 42 weeks. So the research it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of put me in a position where I started to feel like, why am I doing this? Like, what is the rush to get yeah. this baby out when everything was looking great? Mm-hmm. I felt great. I didn't feel like I needed to have anything in any interventions at that point. Um And then I also felt like, I didn't feel like my midwife had abandoned me, but I was looking for her. Mm -hmm. I wanted her back in the picture. You had trusted her advice the whole time. Yeah. 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 So kudos to that OB. Can we shout out who that was? Do you remember? Uh, No, I don't. Crazy. No, he was. Do you remember what he looked like? He was really young. Oh, uh, Like short, dark hair. Yeah. Like probably younger than I am. Crazy. Yeah. Good. And he was, he didn't pressure me whatsoever. Yeah. He was like, reassured me everything looked great. Good. Okay. Yeah. Love so, it. Um, so I kind of presented the uh, question to the midwives, the backup ones, you know, if my midwife is back on Monday and we're scheduling an induction for Friday, like what, what is the risk waiting those few days? You know, even if I schedule the induction for Monday. And they were kind of like a hard no. Like, really? yeah, this, <gasps> we got to get this process going. We can't wait. Um, and at that point, like, I wasn't even in uh, conversation with my actual midwife. So that kind of put me off a little bit. So we scheduled the induction for the Friday. Um, but it's funny because you wake up in the morning, you think, okay, like, it's happening today. Yeah. And then, and then you wait. You wait and yeah. you wait. And then mm-hmm. and then my head just started going places like, why is this a, a an emergency mm-hmm. almost? It felt like an emergency. Yeah. Like here I am just waiting yeah. around. Yeah. My body's been okay the last 42 weeks, yeah. but now apparently I'm in danger. Today. Yeah. I'm in danger all of a sudden, yeah. but then I'm waiting for a phone call. Yeah. 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 Um, so I was a little bummed out by that point a little bit, but, um, still optimistic that I could kind of have the birth that I was envisioning having. Um, so then they called us at four. We were at the hospital by five mm-hmm. PM. Yeah. No. PM. Exactly. Of, okay. of a stress ball of a day. Yes. Interjection. Baby doula Lara didn't really overthink that, Yeah. but who I am now, I will literally tell people don't even answer the phone call. Yeah. 
do not go in for an induction at 5 after p.m. No, 3 p.m. You, you've already been awake all day. Yeah. Did Unless you, you sleep you all day. No, I no. tried. Yeah. No, I, yeah, yeah, I remember trying to nap. Like, yeah. I think I had a good sleep the night yeah. before. Yeah, you can't turn it off. But, yeah, like, I was, like, up right in the morning and mm-hmm. just was kind of planning the day and yeah. making sure, like, going through all those checklists and everything. And so, yeah, we were at the hospital by 5. Um, I had my cervix checked at that point, and I was 3 centimeters. Mm-hmm. And um, Was I, I there then? yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that we were wearing the same outfit? Yeah, we could, yeah, we documented it. <laughs> yeah. The Both socks. wearing socks and Birkenstocks. Yeah, Amazing. it was perfect, yeah. It was. it was perfect until they broke my water. Yes. <laughs> yeah. your socks are wet. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> then it was not matching so anymore. So squishy. <laughs> so squishy. Yeah, those came off right away. Yeah. Um, Water's not good for the Birks either. No, no, no exactly. No. Yeah. Get this amniotic fluid off my leather Birks. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that process was fine, like the breaking of the waters. Um, and then, you know, we had already talked about what it was going to look like mm-hmm. after that. Like we were walking the stairs, doing mm-hmm. the hallways. So they didn't even ask you if you wanted a Foley? No, because no. I think I was... Because you were already three. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. three yeah. and like Foley And they checked you on the whatever appointment day that was. Probably. I yeah. would assume. And yeah. then I think they checked when I got to the hospital. Yeah. I see. Yeah, checked, broke the waters, and then we kind of just did some rounds, and we started timing things, yeah. but they were kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling things, but it wasn't anything... Super strong. No, yeah. not yeah. super strong. So you're doing stairs. What time is it now? Um, It was... Dark. Pro- yeah. Okay. Like... And what time of year? Is this winter, summer? It's winter. Winter. January. Okay. Yeah. And so, We were, like, off in some weird back hallway. Like, yeah. we found the longest path possible yeah. to take. Yeah. Did your water leak in the hall, too, and we had to set up the thing? The wet yeah. floor sign. Yeah. yeah, we just kept putting Amazing. wet floor signs down. Uh, it was, like, it was just, Yeah, and that was surprising. I didn't know there was going to be so much fluid, and there was a lot. Your body keeps making it. So yeah. Um, so then, like, every once in a while, I think we just, like, circle back, mm-hmm. come back to the room, and, oh, I had the breast pump, mm-hmm. I had um, the the ball, we were doing some, yeah. like, rolling on the ball, bouncing <laughs> on the ball, breast pump, like, it was just sort of, like, we were all laughing, yeah. joking, we had some music going, it was, it felt fine, um, and then I think they started to ramp up a bit. Yeah. And it was getting later at night, and I thought, well, I'd always wanted to get in the tub. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, so is backup midwife team in the room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it was a midwife and then a student with okay. her. Mm-hmm. So the two of them, and they were just kind of doing their own thing. Like, every... Did you have to come back every 15 to 30 minutes for checks? I feel like they were pretty generous. Like, yeah. Maybe half, maybe even in every hour. Yeah, it, I think wasn't, it was every hour. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. too yeah. often. No. Um. And at that point, we were using the Doppler. Mm-hmm. Everything was fine. Yeah. Um, and then I finally got into the bath. And um, I think, like, I was in there a long time. I was mm-hmm. in a groove. Mm-hmm. We had the music in there, candles, yeah. the lights were down. Yeah. Like, it felt good. Yeah. I, like, found this one position, just kind of leaned back. My arms were up in the tub. And that's where I, like, hung out for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point they weren't, I don't think I was checked again until I was in the bath and then they, I got out of the bath. I was holding off because I didn't want that to be a factor in what I do next. Yeah. But then finally I was just like, okay, let's check. Yeah. 
and I was four centimeters and my everything just went from like here down like I just felt so defeated at that point so then they suggested get moving again so I got my like little hospital gown on again we get out to the hallway and I think I made it like couple feet out of the room before we turned around came back and asked for an epidural like I those contractions contractions, you were were working really hard yeah yeah I remember and you guys were working really hard yeah like the hip squeezes were great yeah but they were I needed them from the start to the finish of every single contraction when I was out of the tub um so at that point we had asked for the epidural Mm -hmm. and and at that I was just so exhausted it must have been like I think like two, three yeah. in the morning yeah. and I was so tired and just feeling beat up at that mm-hmm. point. When and you it, hear four centimeters after that, I think, cause I w- was also laboring hard when I had Evie and went in and got checked and I was two and I was like, throw me in front of a bus. Like yeah. I can't do this for 24 hours. No, no. And I feel like that's probably where your head was at was like, can I do this for 18 more hours? Yeah. No, not at that intensity. No, and I remember you reminding me too, like, at the end of this, I still have to, like, give birth. Yes. You know, you yeah, still, you still need to, to conserve some yeah. sort of energy mm-hmm. for that. And at that point, I was just like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. So we asked for the epidural. That was quick. They were in Fast. there really yeah. quick. And that it was that process was fine. I remember kind of being shaky. Um probably nerves and just exhaustion and there was one little spot that didn't Mm. take and so my whole plans of resting just went out the window at that point yeah Yeah. no rest and then I started puking Mm -hmm. and everyone else was snoozing and I was just sort of like rolling from side to side and asking for more drugs and I think at it got to the point where they offered me fentanyl and that's where I drew the line because they said if I have that then the NICU team has to come in when baby comes out um so that's kind of where I drew the line with drugs but um I got next to no sleep no none and then the midwife team had to swap out and then so it was a another new midwife that I'd never met before um who was it the Dutch girl Dina. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And you knew her. Yes. So that was great. Yes. And she was really, really nice. Yeah. Um, so she's, you know, she's tagged in. I've got a new team there now. Um, so I think it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the time that I was checked, 10 centimeters, but I had the cervix lip was mm. still <sighs> covering there a little bit. So the option was for her to push it or just wait. And I was like, well, I've waited this long. Like, mm-hmm. let's just wait. So uh, I don't know, maybe another hour we mm-hmm. waited. And then it was time to push. And I wrote push, push, push. Because yeah. that's like... What you did. Yeah. yeah. It, in as many different positions as I could with dead legs. Like, my yeah. legs... I had so many so, drugs in me yeah. that, like... They were useless yeah were gone yeah yeah like some people were talking about how you could still get up on your knees and push like there was no none of that no none of that so I mean we were creative we tried a few different positions sort of but nothing was working and I and I felt as though and I mean you were at the other end of it I felt as though I was pushing correctly yeah but just nothing was yeah I agree yeah 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 it's just one of those things where 
we don't know what's going on on the inside. Yeah. We don't know where he is. Yeah. Or where, why he's hung up or what is going on to dissect the situation. No. And the thing was, is that I think I took like two pushes. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, you're doing great. That's awesome. Like, here he comes. Yeah. You can see his head. He's got hair. Yeah. And then three hours later, we were in the same Mm. boat. Like, nothing was working. So at that point, um, I think the first midwife team was back Mm -hmm. then. Uh, And she went and talked to an OB about forceps or vacuum. So he came in. I vaguely remember him because at this point my face was so swollen. Yes. I was so exhausted. Yeah. You had gotten me a cold cloth yeah. and that thing was just pasted on my face. Yes. I, like over my eyes. Yeah. I I think I just like peeked one yes. up or someone <laughs> yeah. did because I wasn't even moving at that point yeah. to look at who was even in there in my point. cervix. Yeah. yeah. And he had brought in a student too. Um, and he basically ruled out forceps, vacuum, like mm-hmm. no good. My option was to push for another 15 minutes with, uh, I think, some Pitocin. Yeah. Um, or have a C-section. And he was saying it's going to be, it's going to make his job easier if I just choose a C-section yes. now. And so that's what I did. I think that was like 6 o'clock or something, yeah. 6 p.m. And we, you guys asked everyone to leave oh, at yeah. that point, yeah. other than me and Jordan. Yeah. And then you guys had a discussion. Yeah. And I remember he was pretty, like, he's a quiet dude. Yeah. And in that moment, he was like, he stepped up with all of his energy and was like, I think it's time. Yeah. 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 He had, like, seen... Enough. Enough, yeah. Yeah. And knew that, like, maybe I wasn't going to make that decision, right? Because I wasn't overly ready to, like, call it quits. Yeah. But... I was struggling. Yes. Like, I was just so tired. I didn't even recognize myself when I saw mm, photos yeah. later. Um, so then, yeah, I signed the paper, had a C-section, and um, I was shaking uncontrollably, which I talked to a lot of moms who have had C-sections, and that's fairly common, mm-hmm. but, like, mm-hmm. just cold and shaky and just wanting sleep mm-hmm. so badly. And all I really remember is uh, Jordan bringing this little bundle over to me, to my head. And I thought, oh, my God, he's perfect. Yeah. And then it was like, now can I sleep? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And uh, and then the next thing, you had me some toast and mm-hmm. peanut butter and jam. <laughs> the five-star meal that yeah, you get. Yeah. <laughs> would you like some broth with that oh or God. ginger ale? What yeah. I would do to be in the hospital right now making someone peanut butter I and know. jam toast. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. Um, and then I spent two nights at the hospital, yeah. I think, after that. The nice thing was being there um, for Saturday, Sunday, is that it was really quiet. Mm. Um, it was actually Monday morning when people started coming in and, like... Bustling around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's when we were discharged, so that was nice. But um, looking back at my stay at the hospital, the nurses were great. Um, they helped a lot with trying to get James to latch, mm-hmm. which I just kind of felt like I was there and they were doing their thing. Like, I... Like um, a sm- like they're grabbing your boob. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like You're I not wasn't really in control. No, You're I wasn't not, really yeah. hands on, and I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a nursing pillow, so we were just yes, trying so. to, you know, jam pillows where we could and find a good, you know, sort of 
spot for me to be. And I just remember being so sore from sitting on the bed for yes, essentially like four days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause once you have yeah. that epidural, that's like you're stuck yeah. to the bed. And, um, we had a suite, which was nice. Jordan was sleeping on like this pullout couch. Those but... don't even exist anymore. No, I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sweet time in yeah. there. They yeah. are gone. <laughs> it's uh, a sweet, sweet. <laughs> yeah. It was a sweet, sweet. And they're, yeah, they are now three rooms. Don't exist. Yeah. yeah. I think all I ate there was Cheerios. Jordan was like, what do you want? And I was like, cereal? Like, uh, yeah. Like, I just was not feeling mm-hmm. like myself. No. And um, I was taking morphine at that point. Um, I was in some discomfort, but, like, the the incision was fine. Um, I think when I really look back at it, though, and it didn't hit me till much later, I have a lot of guilt about putting James in that little plastic container. Oh. Like... And not having him on you. And not having him on me or on Jordan. Like, I was just, like I said, not myself, not in the right state of mind. I was just... You're so exhausted. I was exhausted and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And when I was holding him in in bed, I just didn't feel comfortable there. Um, And then always having to ask for help, like, Mm -hmm. if I needed anything. And yeah, but looking back at it, I was just like, I just still to this day feel guilty about, you know, having him be so warm and comfy and cozy and safe inside of me to him being out in this like beeping world with these bright lights and everything. And he's just in this like plastic hard container Mm. wrapped up. Like I just, I think we're programmed also to not trust ourselves. Like, yeah, that if you were to have him sleep on your chest, that you're probably thinking that you're going to drop him. Yeah. But you wouldn't have. Like, you're just not programmed to do that. If you had, if we felt comfortable in a hospital, which we don't, but we talk about this even in births, to make the hospital room your own. Like, make your postpartum room your own. Yeah. You could send your partner home to get a bunch of pillows or the breastfeeding pillow to, like, prop you up so you can have the baby skin to skin. But it's just not stuff that we think about. No, and it, I mean, I hear you when you say you feel guilt, but I mean, it's your first time. Yeah. yeah. Have some like compassion and forgiveness for yourself that you knew, you only knew what you knew. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, well, and like you're exhausted and drugs. Like drugs. that was the oh, thing. Like yeah. I was just so. You were not this, yourself. No. 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 And I think I wrote down here too, there was such a lack of like, um, intuition and Mm -hmm. like uh connection because i was just in this haze for days of like what just happened and this was not what i thought was going to happen no yeah and we've heard this before where people um have that same setup you know and long epidural drugs cesarean and they just need two days of sleep and recovery and then they kind of meet their baby Yeah. yeah and it's yeah yeah it's a weird time to reconcile in your body and in your brain Mm -hmm. because you're like, Oh, I was supposed to have my baby right away. Um, but you're right. It's like the drugs, a big interruption. Huge. Yeah. And you know what? I did have that moment when we got home. Mm -hmm. I remember, uh, we didn't have visitors for a little while Mm -hmm. and it was just my mom and I, and I was nursing James and just Mm -hmm. staring down at him. And then that's when like the tears came and I was like, I love him so much, but I thought I would have that in the hospital yeah like the moment I met him but I was just yeah out of it Mm -hmm. yeah and that's probably the moment where you fully came back into your body 
right? Mm-hmm. And then you're in a comfortable, safe space in your home, and yeah, you can kind of come together with your baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit overwhelming. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, we often find that like the breast crawl. Dinafa says this too. Yeah. Like the breast crawl is that beautiful time when you can, you know, immediately after the baby's born, they can crawl to the nipple. Mm-hmm. That sometimes just can't happen in yeah. the hospital. Yeah, yeah, for baby or for mom. Yeah, absolutely. So when you reflected on it and then started thinking about getting pregnant again, mm-hmm. how did that all go? Um. So I mean, immediately, and it hit. It had already been in my mind, like, why, why the rush? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the hurry? What was the emergency? Yeah. And I didn't see it. And yeah. no one could tell me. Yeah. And even looking back at it, um, like, what happened during that process, uh, and it was just everyone, oh, failed to progress. Failure to progress. Yeah. Yes. Failure to progress. Failure to progress. Yes. Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, no, I was rushed yes into an induction yes. and my body wasn't ready 100 mm-hmm. percent, and baby wasn't ready yeah it's yeah. such gross language to put the failure on the mother and yeah to say let's put this language and onus on the system that rushed your body that was not hormonally no, ready no. yeah no uh, yeah because in 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 all everything that i read or listened to was that it's a process that the the mom and the baby are in. Yes. And they have to both be ready for that. Mm-hmm. To and they happen. don't even actually have the science to tell us what makes our body ready to go into labor. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't even know what does. We don't it. even know what is that like and go time. Yeah. 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 And just from like the very beginning, me knowing when I conceived the baby that the due date was then mm-hmm. and then being told by some medical mm-hmm. instrument that no actually your due date is a week ahead of what you think it is. And so in my mind, that always stuck with me. Like, yeah. I just wasn't ready because I this, it just wasn't there yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And even when I'm thinking about, we often say in class that the average first-time mom goes to 40 weeks and five days, mm-hmm. which is about where you were. But doesn't even go take... shut off my vacuum, guys. It's kind of whistly. Doesn't even take into consideration the fact that what you just said, before about no one really goes past 42 weeks no. so where are those numbers in adjusting that 40 weeks and five to kind of that could even be cranked up even more yeah i often tell people to put in their calendar that they're due a week later than they are yeah. just to mentally prepare themselves but, yeah well yeah. now i ask people like what month are you due or what yes. season yes right that's brilliant. Because it's not a date. No, it's don't, not. Don't get obsessed with the date. No, it's true. Roomba? Roomba. I mean, done. thank you for vacuuming my house, but not while I'm recording a podcast. So squeaky. <laughs> I know you guys talk about um, the one discussion you were just recently having was like, did you have visitors? Like, yeah. did you want people to come over? And I had a few people that just showed up at the door mm-hmm. and, um, I was in a house coat most of the time, right? Like yeah. I'm sure you saw I remember. It. Yeah. 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 Like, just in you a were. beautiful fuzzy red yes. house coat. And so did I want visitors? No, I didn't. And no. then when they would come over with cute outfits and then just sit and hold your baby, oh. like, and I just sat there in a house coat, like bleeding. Yeah. 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 With an incision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Super fun. that's the best day when you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know, did this occur to you? Because I remember the first time we talked about it, it had never occurred to me. And I think it doesn't occur to a lot of people that 
you're bleeding and healing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you didn't have a vaginal birth, but you're still swollen and puffy because you still were pushing. Yeah. yeah. So you're oh, recovering yeah. from yeah. Every, oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh, and I, your nipples are sore. And yeah. my nipples are your so back's sore. sore. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a really great time for visitors. Yeah. I remember, um, Jordan's mom came over and like, she's been such a huge help, but, uh, she came over and the two of them were like ooing and aahing over James. And I just got up and I started throwing bottles in the sink. Like, just like, <laughs> I'll get these. So resentful. I'll wash these. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just in the next room being like stewing. But... Yeah. And I think this is important for people to hear because everybody thinks their birth is going to go away. Mm-hmm. So even when we could have visitors at the hospital, they're thinking, I'm going to have this six-hour birth where my baby's going to come out and I'm going to have this beautiful outfit on and going to present the baby to everybody like the Lion King and they're going to come in. They have <laughs> no idea what it looks like after you have a baby. No. Or that you could be pushing for four hours or that you could end up in a surgery. Yeah. And then those visitors are there and you're like, no. So people, like, I give you permission. If you have told people they can visit... And then your birth ends up in a way where you need to recover. Mm-hmm. Cancel your visitors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. repair that relationship later. That's yes. on them to learn. Oh, man. It I is not about them. from work coming to visit me at like day three or four with the twins. And I'm in bed. I didn't even get out of bed. But I'm, yeah, exactly. Like, not even a house coat. I think I'm not even a shirt on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A blanket. And I remember her being, not even, just boobs <laughs> hanging out that are sore and red. And I, like, she looked horrified. And I wanted to be like, what? What did you expect yeah. a coworker who just decided you were important yeah. enough to stop by? No. You wanted me to get up, get dressed, put a bra on and make you tea? I'm yeah. sorry. That's yeah. not No, happening. that's not how this works. No. Just get like 14 copies of the four agreements and just hand them out to the visitors. <laughs> yeah. Are you here to visit me and my new baby? Take one of these because I'm going to say no, thanks. Come yeah. back in three months. Yeah. yeah, like drop some food at the door yes. and yes. yourself away. Yeah. yeah. And I had a lot of friends do that too, yes. which was fantastic. It is. Uh, And maybe people can't know, like, I'll call myself on this. I was horrified, one, with my sister-in-law that I announced on Facebook that she'd had her baby. This is horrifying. And she gets a reminder of it every year I get a reminder every year (laughs) that I did that because Facebook's so nice to me. When we know better, we do better. Oh, my goodness. So bad. And I also remember with a girl who was due at the same time as me, we went to the hospital while she was in labor. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and they the guy the husband saw us in the hallway and he's like, Oh, are you guys here to have your babies? We're like, No, we're just here waiting for you to have yours. <laughs> he's like, Are you kidding? No, apparently that's what we're doing. Like they should so, filter those people out. Yes. Like, at this oh door. my goodness, they yes. should, right? So uneducated. Well, they shouldn't even have a waiting room in labor and delivery. Yeah. Have a room like for the partners if they need to step out for a minute to gather themselves, but like why is there a room for people to hang out in? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. I know, and then sometimes it becomes our job to go and update those oh, people. Yes. Oh my goodness, and I feel like I'm on a weird like Grey's Anatomy like show. I've had a mom call me a liar before when oh. I showed up for the postpartum <laughs> visit because I had to lie to her and tell oh. her that the birth was not going quickly, even though the baby's already out. Oh. Because they wanted her to just wait and be patient and leave them alone. So then I went to do the postpartum visit and she opens the door and she's like, you're a liar. And I was like, <laughs> I get paid to be a liar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Indeed did, I am. Did you sign that check? Nope. <laughs> you fell for it. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So Hannah, tell us Hannah's story. Okay. So. It's really Bree's story. <laughs> <laughs> so Hannah, um, I think what kind of got me started on the route 
the mindset that I had going mm-hmm. into Hannah was another podcast. It was called the Free Birth Society, yeah. which is like a whole other extreme. Yes. And and I knew that. I wasn't yeah. kind of like, yes, I was buying into it, but I also knew that I'm not, I'm not, I don't think that's what, I, I'm, think, what yeah. I need to do. Yeah. yeah. But it really, it was birth stories. It's powerful. It really it, is. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was addicted. Like, mm-hmm. didn't matter what I was doing. I had this podcast going and I was loving it. Just just knowing that there are women out there and that are unlike you and I and mm-hmm. that they can, we can birth our babies the way we want yes. to. Yeah. And that yeah. we are all capable yes. of yeah. doing that. And um the host, um, she actually used to be a doula. Oh, cool. And she left um, that job because of the traumatic experiences that she was mm-hmm. being involved in yes. being a doula, yeah. which I found really interesting. But um, so I learned a lot through that podcast. And I remember coming to have a massage mm-hmm. with you and being like, you were the first person that I told yeah. that I was listening to this because it felt a little bit crazy. Yeah. yeah. A little I, bit, right? Because yeah. not everyone is going to be accepting of a free birth, which by the, is um, birthing a baby unassisted. Yeah. Like no midwife, yeah. no doula, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And um, so I remember talking to you about it and you were like super accepting, but you didn't, yeah. you were like, what is this? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, you hadn't heard of it. I point. hadn't listened to the free birth society oh, okay. at that point. No. Yeah. 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 But I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so my midwife that I didn't actually get to have mm-hmm. had left the province. Uh, so I couldn't go back to her and I had met a midwife at a stroller boot camp that we just, we headed off as like friends. I thought she was cool. And so I messaged her right away and she said, yep, call the office, tell them. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. again, I knew exactly when I conceived. So yes. I don't even think I took a pregnancy I'm test. I'm pretty sure that you were in shortly after, like, like maybe that day and you were like, I got pregnant today. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah. felt it happen. Yes. Like I Sorry, what? Yeah. Like literally she <laughs> Slow yeah. down. What? <laughs> what? You can what? She just knew her body so well that yeah. she was like, Yeah, I'm pregnant. What does that feel like? So um I was at the gym and I was like bent over putting my shoes on and I had this like kinda ache in one of my ovaries. Like just sort of like in a in a spot and it was just like a like a ping of it just something and You're like the fetus has landed yes. yeah 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 honestly i was like i i'm pregnant I'm yeah pregnant. yeah and that and i was and you were yeah it's <laughs> so, so cool. great it's awesome <laughs> and um so i got this midwife and on our first meeting and she had a son that was the same age as James. That's why we were in the stroller boot camp together. And I think she had also had a C-section the first time mm-hmm. around. And so she's back to work now. I come to her. And our first meeting, she announced, well, she was looking through my sheet that I had filled out. And right off the bat, she's like, well, you can't have a home birth. Like, we don't do home births for uh, VBACs. And I was like, Okay, like I wrote down that like, yeah, I would like one, mm-hmm. but I also knew that my partner wasn't overly yes. excited about that idea. I think solely based on the experience I had with James. And um, 
And then she told me that uh, I wasn't going to be able to labor at home very long uh, because I am a high risk for a uterine rupture. And if that happens, the baby could die within three minutes and that I like my life was also at risk. How old was James when you got pregnant with Hannah? Um, a year. Yeah. 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 Okay. So they're 20 months apart. Yeah. Um, and that, that was our first meeting was just sort of like, boom, in your face. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't have anything that you desire. Yeah, like these are yeah. all red flags. And and she basically said, well, let me follow up with the OB to find out, you know, what, what was written down in your file about your birth with mm-hmm. James. And I knew what it was going to say because I explained yeah. the whole process to her. But I also followed that up with, you know, but my body wasn't ready. Yeah. Like there was no reason I needed to be induced at that time. Uh, so like our first meeting wasn't great and I just, it kind of left the office with a, a bad taste in my mouth, I guess. Um, so then every appointment moving forward was just a little bit awkward. There was always a bit of a tension. There was always a bit of like me poking in there every single time she'd say something and I'd be like, well, let's not go, let's not look at that yet. You yeah. Know? Um, and I opted to have a fetoscope for all of my appointments. And that was something that I had learned about through the free birth society as well, that like, uh, you gather the same information through that and, you know, minus any sort of like sound waves or medical Mm -hmm. devices. Mm -hmm. Um, and I got to listen to the heartbeat. Everything was fine. Did you find you had to remind them each time? They so automatically, same thing. I wanted that instead of the Doppler um, for the twins and they automatically grab it. And I'd be like, Oh, I don't want that. Yeah. And then at the end, I remember like, I was like, kind of beaten down but i'd be like yeah sure fine yeah <laughs> oh yeah they're like coming at you with the yeah. gel like yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah. i was like, like oh, oh like I'm yeah good. like yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah every single appointment had to remind them yeah um and then this uh pregnancy i just really wanted to trust my body and trust my intuition and kind of stand my ground and so I opted, I think I had one ultrasound and that was the very first one. And that mm-hmm. was it. I knew I didn't want a dating ultrasound because I knew that that was like the be all and end all of when this baby is supposed to come. And, um, and then I also knew I could kind of like fudge the dates a little bit if mm-hmm. I, yeah. if I really needed <laughs> totally. to. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't drink the orange drink. I didn't have the swab because mm-hmm. in the end, even if I was positive with the swab, I knew I wasn't going to do right. the antibiotics right. anyway. Yeah. So I was just, it was easy. It was an easy, uh, pregnancy. Um, and I enjoyed it. It mm-hmm. really like it was, it was a it breezy was one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I knew like we were going for walks all the time yeah. and like I was updating you yeah. with the whole situation yeah. and everything and you were always supportive and mm-hmm. we were planning on a accidental home birth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> accidental, like not even telling Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was going to try and fake how long I, uh, how, Shit, how far Jordan, along sorry. I was. Yeah. yeah. And just be like, well, I guess we can't leave now. Yeah. But okay, so I think this is when I first learned about you. <laughs> Because yeah. at this point, how do you know Sherry? 
Um, I've met her at Movement. Okay, so yeah. I think she was talking about you. You must have been talking to me at the gym yeah. before we were working together. Yeah. Because I can remember the rumblings of all of this. Because it probably came up that we were like, oh, do you know that that midwifery practice doesn't support home birth feedbacks? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's really important for people to know that midwives aren't across the board with everything. Yeah. Some do inductions, some don't. Some support home birth feedbacks, some don't, even in our city. Yeah. yeah. So really... When you say that the research starts the second you get pregnant, it even starts before. Yeah. Which is when you're thinking about getting pregnant with your first baby to think that you need to figure out what kind of a birth you want before you're even pregnant. Yeah, it's a big expectation. It's a big expectation. But that is how I would like the world to be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like looking back at it, I wish I would have um, interviewed midwives. Yeah. Like I wish I would have felt like, no, you don't need to accept me. I need to accept you yes. and to my team. Yeah, and it's not that way right no, now. No, it's really not. No. And even to the point where if you decide you don't love your midwifery team <laughs> and you're trying to apply to another one, oh hips like, well, sorry, you're already covered by mm-hmm. one. Like, I don't know how you're supposed to go about that yeah. switching process. Well, it's totally different. We've been figuring out obviously yeah. in the states. Yes, where you're because you're paying. Picking, yeah. Yes, yeah, because yeah. yes, that's actually what happened to me during that process was um, after one of those appointments where I just was like this we're not aligning right now with my midwife I started making phone calls I think three of the clinics were full one accepted me but then called me back the next day and said oh no sorry we can't because you're already with um under the care of another midwife and I was like but I don't I don't like this midwife. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not happy. What does that look like? Like, would you have to sever that O-hip relationship and then risk and apply again? Because that's, I'm just wondering, did they call the other clinic? I doubt it. I'm wondering if they look on your file and O-hips already being billed by your midwifery clinic and then they can Mm -hmm. see that on the back end. Yeah, possibly. It was never explained to me. It was just that you're already under someone else's care. We can't accept you. Why don't you try another midwife within that clinic? Right. That's right. that was what was suggested to me. So at that point, I was just like, huh, like I don't really care. Let's just not invite them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're yeah. just there, and I'll show up for my appointments, but yeah. I already know how this is gonna go, basically. Yep. Um. So then, um. Yeah, I had no vaginal exams, like none. And that was awesome because it just gave me a piece. Like, I just, I felt fine. I Mm -hmm. felt like there was no need for anyone to go in there and look. And it's not going to give provide me with any information anyway. What are they learning? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was very just like our appointments were like five minutes long. I was in and out. And so my very last appointment, um, and the clinic is very close to my work, so I always walked. And yeah. I remember, and it was like summertime. It was yeah. fantastic. The sun was shining. And I went to the appointment um, wanting to kind of not fire her, but just like tell her how I felt. And and I did. And I worded it that I don't think you are comfortable with my birth plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that we are you know, meant for each other. And I don't know if you really need to be there. And she kind of did a whole lot of backpedaling because I, I explained it to her. I go, you keep threatening me with that the baby and I are going to die if my uterus <sighs> ruptures. Like that just keeps coming up and yeah. I don't appreciate it. You don't need to keep telling me that. Okay. No. And um, like I said, she just kind of kept backpedaling and trying to make me feel better. And it didn't matter what she did because I 
already knew what was happening. And when I left, I remember like walking back to work and just feeling on top of the world. Yeah. Like just being like, yes. Like, yeah. Back in your power. Yeah. yeah. It felt so good. And um, it was shortly after that that um, I was two days before my due date. It was a Friday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was already off work. I had stopped work on the Wednesday, so this was the following Friday. And uh, it was like four or five in the morning, Mm -hmm. and cramps woke me up, like some distinct cramping. And so I took my Tylenol and my gravel and (laughs) (laughs) tried to lay back down and go to sleep and couldn't. So then I got up, and I had a huge shit <laughs> and was like excited about it yeah like, yeah, I, like, yeah yeah i was like this is happening things I'm are having, coming I'm out having a baby like yeah. this is all supposed to happen yeah none of it surprised me it just excited me yeah and got in the shower took a great shower kate uh, now i have a question about the tylenol yeah. travel um because we've just been learning about tylenol yeah this morning um and being a prostaglandin inhibitor and you said you hadn't specifically heard it from your midwife, but other people. Is this something you maybe heard on the Free Birth Society? Or do you have any concept of, like, where you heard that? I don't think it was the Free Birth. No. no. Um, I think it might have been, like, my first midwife. Okay. Or, you know, maybe friends had told me about that. That just sort of, if it's if it's happening at night, to get some extra rest. Yeah. Like, yes. And definitely we, we tell people to take a gravel and have a drink. A glass of wine. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. sleep. But... Yeah, this Tylenol advice is new to us. Yeah. Yeah, Tylenol definitely, like, throughout pregnancy is safe to take when mm-hmm. you're not in labor. But, well, I mean, we just started researching this five minutes ago, this sure. Tylenol prostaglandin inhibitor. So Yeah, and I blah. knew nothing about it. No. Yeah. that no. I could we maybe get some more rest. So, yes. yeah. you know. Which didn't oh. happen. It didn't happen. No. no I, got a sh- I took a shower, um, called you. I let you know yeah. what was going on. I was and at this, work. And this time your body and your baby yeah. are saying, let's go. Yeah. yeah. It, which is the opposite of last time. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, I had done so much research and listened to so many birth stories mm-hmm. that like everything that was happening, I knew was like a good sign. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. was there. Everything was good. Amazing. And, um, arranged for someone to come get James. And it was actually a, a friend of mine who has three kids and she came over and, I was having a, tr- a contraction and she's like doing the hip squeezes nice. on me. Yeah, like yeah. just like just got right in there. Didn't even ask. It was nice. great. Um, so she took James and then Jordan was home. He was just like working around the house. I actually didn't have any uh, major pads mm. yet. And so I like drove myself to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I got some pads, came back and I, I was timing them. Yeah. But. Honestly, I felt like it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because I was screwing them up. Yeah. And they were, like, all over the place. And so I just was like, that's another thing to worry about. Like, I don't want to have to think about timing these, right? Yeah. Because I was trusting my body. Yes. Yeah. I was like, my body knows what to do. So then um, the day goes on. Like I said, they're kind of off and on. We're in contact, but not uh, much. Not very much. No. It's the day before my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I am in birthday mode yeah. and I'm like, okay, like maybe she's, you're early at yeah. this point. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well I'm not going to, I don't want to bother you. So yeah. yeah, we were in minimal contact. Like, Hey, yeah. you good? Yep. Good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That was yeah. it. And then, uh, Jordan and I went for a walk around like, how was that trip getting the pads? Are you like struggling? No, it was no? okay. It was okay. Right. Like I was so able to just kind of like Ooh. early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be everything. <laughs> Keep the change. Yeah. The yeah. You're like 
waddling out. <laughs> and at this point, like, my waters are still intact. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, we went for a walk. And I remember that walk. It was a beautiful walk. We went to a friend's property out in the country yeah. with Bo. He was yeah. out there. Yeah. And is this, that is, your this dog? is a dog we yeah. used to own. Okay. And we had, re- we had to rehome him. So yeah. he was out there. And oh. so we, like, went out to go see him. And... Um, so much oxytocin yeah it was and I was just like hanging off Jordan every contraction just like he's tall so I just like held onto his back and just sort of went with it and then um oh like he's facing away from you yeah I love that yeah and uh so then we get back home and it's like 6 15 um and again the contractions were just sort of like not overly consistent and not too painful like I was getting through them fine um, and then I laid down on the couch and the second that like I hit the couch, I felt this pop and I just like grabbed my crotch and like, <laughs> and, like oh, he's no. looking, at, me. I'm looking yeah. at him. Yeah. And I was like, I think my water just broke. So then I get up and I'm like trying to keep it in. You know? like, <laughs> impossible. Yeah. yeah. Like it is coming out. And so you I, wet my Birkenstocks. <laughs> yeah. 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 So help me. So I like get over to the bathroom and I'm on the toilet and I'm telling Jordan update Lara, like let her know that this just happened. And he couldn't even get the text out before I was like, Oh, I have to. We gotta go. Yeah, like I was like, I wanted to push immediately. I I think that's what the text said. Her water broke. She wants to poop. See you at the hospital. Yeah, exactly. And I was like mid pizza (laughs) cider in hand, like, Oh shit! <laughs> Drop my cupcake go. and out into the car I go. <laughs> yeah, and then, there's people at our house, and I'm like, bye. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. Um. So we just had this one little bag packed, and it was just basically like I slapped a pad on, grabbed um a puke pail because at this point, like the contractions were like, whoa, yeah. like they went from just being like <laughs> cool to just I was like, holy shit. So grab the pail. We call the midwife paging service, um, and then we get in the car, and it's about a 25-minute drive from our house to Vic oh, on, a Friday, so on a Friday yeah, on a Friday at Friday. 6, no. at 6.30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you guys are north. Yeah, 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 and I'm not driving, so I'm yeah. not in control. This is driving me a <laughs> Would you rather crazy. be driving? Well, yeah, Maybe. Bet. Oh, yeah <laughs> probably. <laughs> Would have got there a lot faster. And um, can you just labor with the baby for a second? Yeah, I'm gonna drive. Let me do this right. So just like threw some towels down in the passenger seat, got my pail. The midwife calls, um, and it's she. She's like, "Hey, I'm Jess. Like we've never met before. Like I'm on call." And I was just like, "I don't care. I don't care." Like, and and I'm. She's asking me questions, and I have to stop. And Jordan has to be like, she's having a contraction. Like she can't talk right now. Yeah. Um, so, um, we're like getting through the city. All I'm concerned about is getting over the tracks. Oh. I was like, I, there cannot be, there a cannot train. be a train. And I don't even really, I had the pail kind of over my face. So I wasn't seeing anything. And, uh, I was, I think I was holding that baby inside yeah. of me. Like yeah. I was in mm-hmm. transition yeah. during like every contraction. I was involuntarily pushing yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And, um, can you remember what your contractions sounded like? 
Oh, it was a roar. Yeah. Like, do you want to do one? I don't even think I could. I don't think yeah. I could. Like, it, it is something it's, that just came out. It's real deep. Yeah. 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 And it felt good. Though. Yeah. It felt yeah. Really good. And it was happening in the car. And I think George was it's like. Possessed demon. <laughs> it was really a is. demon. I just a feel like bit. sometimes yeah. we try and act this out. And every time people look at us like we're crazy. And I just want more of these. I have audio of a recent birth that I could share. You should. I wish we would have had a bit of a recording of something, like a little snippet of what was going on. But um, so then we get to the hospital and Jordan backs in a, in a parking spot, right? Yeah. Who backs in right now? That's why I knew we needed Jordan talk. does. That's why we needed to Did he get a truck this. wash on the way there, yeah. too? <laughs> so, no, we weren't allowed to take the truck oh. because I might have got it dirty. Oh, right. Um, okay. So, he backs, backs in. He backs into a parking yeah. spot. I get out, and, and then he was getting out, and he goes, oh, should we bring the bag? And I was like, sure, right? <laughs> He can't open the trunk because he's backed in too far. <laughs> no. So then he had to get back no. in. Oh, so I just start walking. Yeah, I just, by. I'm by myself. Like, and I'm yeah. in the, I'm in, in the, the hall. Yeah. yeah. And I'm heading towards the elevator. And I think that's where he finally caught up to me. Like I was <laughs> like, waiting oh for the elevator. I hit the wrong button. I think I was going to the fourth floor or something. You're supposed fourth, to go to four. four? I think yeah. I hit seven. Okay. And, um. But I'll never forget this. Like, those elevator doors <laughs> opened, and there's Lara. And I was just like, we just hugged. hugged. Yeah. And you said to me, you were like, that must have been hard. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just was overwhelmed. But I also felt safe at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, just seeing your face there yeah. and being finally, it was like, okay, like, I can now, I can have this baby. Because yeah. I was going to during the car <laughs> yes. ride. Uh, I've been waiting for this moment of the story because this is the part I remember like so intensely from you telling your story at the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was just like the elevator yeah. opening. Yeah. Oh, and and I, just, like, I was so glad I beat you there because I, I knew too. I had to beat you there. Yeah. 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 How long were you there for? Five, a good five to oh, seven okay. minutes. That's pretty, pretty long. Like, like, you get there quick. The highway is super helpful. Yeah. 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 Because there was no, like, hang-ups on our drive except for the backing up in the garage. But, um, so then we go to, like, the triage or whatever. Yes. And that's when, um, the roars, I think I was holding them in in Mm -hmm. the hallways and Mm -hmm. stuff. But once I was in there, I was just like. Let me have this baby now. You're asking me questions that I can't answer right now. Like, I threw my health card at her and I was, like, straddling the chair because yeah. I knew I wanted to be in that position, too. Yeah. And I think that's when they were like, oh. Just put her in a room. Yeah. Put her in a room. And then, then <laughs> the midwife walked in, and she, again, like, introduced herself. Stranger. Yeah. yeah. They were so sweet. Yeah, she yeah. was. She was so nice. Yeah. And um, they got us in a room right away, and I remember walking down the hall, taking my clothes yeah. off. They were just coming <laughs> just off, just like, <laughs> and... Um, for Hannah, I had bought in this uh, matching hospital gown and pillowcase. So yeah, so yeah, it was cute. Yeah. But with uh, with Hannah, uh, Jordan was like, "Where is it?" And he was like trying to get it out, and I was like, "Don't worry about it. Like, no. it's like <laughs> she's like hanging out at this point." Like, yeah. So I was at the end of the bed, and I remember him and maybe you trying to do hip squeezes, yeah. and I was like, "No, yeah, don't touch me. Yeah, like, don't like yeah. we're past that stage." And, uh, then I got up to the head of the bed and they had kind of propped it up and I was just holding on, on my knees. And on the way here, I was actually thinking about like, what can I relate that to? And it almost felt like, 
over time, like I'm a competitive athlete mm-hmm. and it felt like over time in like a basketball game or something okay. and Jordan was my water boy. Yeah. Yeah. And like he was. every in between contractions, it was like a timeout yeah. and he was just like giving me the water yeah. and you were patting me yeah. down and then I was just like right back in the game. <laughs> That's totally what it was. Because <laughs> it was quick. Like yeah. when we yeah. got there at yeah. seven and, um, and the midwife wanted to get a heartbeat and was coming at me with the Doppler yeah. and I was like I said nope. something about a fetoscope and she you could see she was like stressed and she was like oh my god like it's in my car and she's like I oh. really don't want to like yeah. leave you and and that at that point I was like okay whatever I don't care yeah but then like there she didn't even try no I like, didn't even no. attempt because no. I was like pushing this baby out yeah and um and then and but that's the thing I wasn't pushing your body was My pushing. My body was yes. pushing. It was doing all the work. And yes. I was just roaring. Long for the ride. Yeah. 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 For the so yeah. good. I and like, it. and it was, the contractions were hard, but it wasn't this pain. It was just work. It was hard work. It was exhausting. Yeah. And then um, I got to the part where like she was crowning. And again, it was just sort of like this over, like I was, I knew that I didn't want to like, blast her out right. but it I didn't do anything like no. I felt like I didn't do the work my body did the work it was slow it was like two three yeah. contractions yeah. maybe yeah. and her head came out and then she hung out there yeah and you got some awesome pictures yeah yeah <laughs> um and then like I was able to like touch her but I wasn't I thought I was gonna want to catch her but I was just not um confident and just like being on my knees I needed to hold on and so like one maybe two more contractions and she was out and then uh then I was able to just like flip like flip myself around because I was like pretty exhausted at that point flip myself around and she was just put on my chest and she just she was yeah. perfect. It she was, was perfect. just like it was it... amazing. Oh, well, actually, before that, I was like standing up yes. out there, and you got I some have that amazing awesome pictures picture. because yeah. I looked over and I said, "I did it." Yeah, oh, I love it's it. the best oh, picture. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, just, I mean, it's a terrible picture, but yeah. it is the best picture because. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think just... Jordan and I are both like in tears at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, it actually happened this way. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. And like amazing. this was within. It was less than thirty minutes yeah. from getting to the hospital. <laughs> And then uh, got to lay with her. Um, I think she, like, sort of latched. She was just yeah. sort of, like, you know. It was fast for her, too. Yeah. yeah. She was just, like, <laughs> a little stunned. Yeah. yeah. She was just messing around there yeah. a little bit. Um, but my plan was to just uh, leave her attached to the mm-hmm. placenta for as long as it needed to be. Yeah. Um, and it was just blissful. Yeah. Like, it was just so nice at that point. Yeah. The midwives were, like, doing their paperwork yeah. and stuff. And we're just soaking it in yeah. like soaking it all in and then so I think it was probably like they let it was about 40-45 minutes before they had mentioned okay like we should probably deliver mm-hmm. the placenta at this point that's amazing yeah, yeah. And, it was really good yeah um Jordan cut the cord and then I think he did some skin to skin with her and I was just like okay let's get this placenta out and we yeah. pushed a little bit and it just wasn't doing anything so then uh, the midwife suggested uh, a shot of Pitocin mm-hmm. and at that point I was just like I just want to go home yeah, yeah. Sure. so yeah, yeah let's do this yeah. yeah and uh so that worked well and I got mm-hmm. into like a deep squat mm-hmm. and it just came right out that was no problem I ended up with one 
stitch. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the most annoying part oh, of the whole yeah. process was like, <laughs> don't touch me. Yes. Like get that over with yeah. and then yeah. stop touching me. Um, and then had a great shower mm-hmm. and a couple Advil. Yeah. I'm not sure Good why yeah. I needed that, but <laughs> yeah, a couple Advil and we packed up our stuff and called for cleaning staff to come <laughs> clean that mess up. Yeah. That was it. And like, then home you went. Yeah. We were in Subway at 1030. The three, the three of us. <laughs> Are grabbed, you kidding? No, no. we grabbed like. Yeah. Hannah, Jordan, and I were in Subway at 10.30. So she's born at 7.30. You guys, and went, you're you guys were home by 11. 10.30. I love it. Like, That's I have amazing. a picture of the three of us just in bed. Like, Jordan's snoozing, and I'm just, like, in awe, right? A little <laughs> yeah. Hannah laying next to us at 11 o'clock at night. We all had the best sleep. Like, That's I think so... I was up, like, once or twice yeah, with yeah. her because she was tired. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... And my whole mentality about, like, waking babies up every two, three hours was, like, out the window. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. like, you know, you can let me know. Like, you'll you'll know when you're hungry and mm-hmm. you can tell me. So we all had the best sleep and, like, it was just, it was the best. We felt amazing afterwards. Mm-hmm. She was great. Like, nursing was hard because it is hard. Yeah. Even when you've already done it once. Yeah. But, yeah, like, and then I remember, I think you came over for a visit. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was in the hospital. I can't remember when you said it, but it stuck with me that you reminded me that I manifested that birth. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) I did. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Like, everything about it. Yeah. And that just has always stuck with me. Yeah. Because I don't think I've looked at, like, life and the way things transpire in that sense before. Mm -hmm. Like, it's always been like, yeah, you work hard for things, but, like... You manifested it. Yeah. All of your thoughts, everything that you put into that labor yeah. was work for nine months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brought it about. Yeah. It's, there's um, this saying where like, if you're driving and you're looking to the right, you like veer to the right. Mm-hmm. You just veered towards your birth that you desired the entire time. And yeah. just like, yeah. so anybody I, who was in the way, yeah. you're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Move. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's such a good story. Yeah. Yeah, so good. <laughs> How do you feel now? Like, uh, I feel uh, awesome. And I feel like I've um, told this story to a lot of moms, mm-hmm. and especially moms who have had um, C-sections that are looking yeah. for another option. And just to kind of validate them, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it wasn't your body that was a failure mm-hmm. you know and stop looking at it maybe the system failed you yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and then I remember that midwife that I didn't connect with was also the one to come do my home visits oh. <laughs> and I remember when she came over and I like was holding Hannah I was like well look what I did like, yeah yeah <laughs> look at me I didn't die yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Did you hear the story? Because I can tell you. Yeah. (laughs) So great. The ultimate revenge. Yeah. And I mean, I like, I don't know if, I can't tell you why she had that outlook. Maybe it was from her past experience or like a multitude of experiences, but I don't think you should. Like are people coming from a place of fear or coming from a place of jealousy Mm -hmm. or like prior trauma? It's really hard to table all of that. Yeah, it totally is. And I I think what happens 
This happened to me yesterday. I had a, a couple who wanted me to help them bathe their baby. And in my mind, I'm like, you put the water and the soap on them and you wash it off. Like, I, I don't have a system or a process. Yeah. But as they were doing it, they were reminding me what the nurse had said, which mm. was to wash the eyes first. Oh, my gosh. What? Like, that's the, you know, it's kind of like when you're doing dishes, right? You start with the cutlery because it goes in your mouth. What? And then There's you a end, method of... Oh, yeah. And then you end with the dirty pots that. and pans. I know. So I did basically, not know that was a thing. she was like, so first the eyes, then the next armpits, and then you end with the bum, which makes sense, right? You don't want to wipe okay. the Right. I'm not going to wipe body. the bum and then their eyes. Yeah. Because I'm not silly. You know what happens right. when yeah. you do that. Right. So, but then you can imagine okay. like processes and systems come yeah. out of absolutely everything yeah. and you can become maniacal and fanatical about everything. Yeah. So I think it's the second you learn that, oh, now I have new information, a new piece of knowledge. I must apply it to all my women in mm-hmm. practice. Mm-hmm. And yet then we forget that, oh, we're going to send you home with a one day old and then it's yours from then on and take care of it. But I know we've taken away and stripped your confidence for the past nine yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's, do. Oh, it's like count their poos and peas, and take your Advil and Tylenol, and like all these instructions they give you for breastfeeding. Wake them up. Make sure they're doing this. If they're doing this, feed them. Like, yeah. but it's because they've got to cover themselves, yeah. and because they're scared. And I get it. Like times when I go to a house and I say, you know, sometimes I'm, I don't know, depending on which mindset I'm in. You know, maybe I would reiterate what the midwife said and, you know, baby was born early and well, maybe mm. you should wake them every two to three hours mm. to feed. And other times we were like confident, you yeah. know, like this baby is, is looking to feed, they're awake, they're sleeping, yeah. it's good, like yeah. trust Don't that they sleep. Up. Don't wake them up, yeah. just carry on. Yeah. And really it's all based on your own your own fear trajectory for sure. Yeah. Um, and maybe if we didn't have such a culture of going back on the healthcare professional and suing them or like telling them they were wrong or making it their fault, then it wouldn't be this way. It'd be more like, oh, we trust women. Yeah, the but whole we process. don't. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, we don't trust. Very... Nobody trusts women. No, and then and we really don't trust ourselves. Exactly. And then we're setup. just screwed. Yeah, I do love the Free Birth Society for that. Yeah, um, whether or not you agree with um, having a supported or unsupported unassisted birth or not, it's a really great way to learn to to start intuitively trusting yourself well and not to bring covid into this but i was telling sarah i had a client message me today who said so what do i do with my two-year-old when i go into labor in two weeks because we're in a lockdown yeah and i was like the fact that you even feel like you have to ask that yeah is what is wrong with the lockdown Mm -hmm. like of course your mother can watch your toddler this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my mom's worried the cops are going to come. Like the neighbor, it's, a neighbor's going to call her in that she's visiting. And I was like, I dare them. Yeah. Like the cops are not going to show up and give your mom a ticket for being there while you're at the hospital having a baby. Yeah. They're, that's scare tactics. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. But we do. We, we're putting all of our faith in the government right mm-hmm. now to make these choices for us. And it's like, no, nope, there's a gray area where like mm-hmm. I need to decide mm-hmm. what's actually good for me and my family right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, after having Hannah, going to your um, mom and baby group was amazing. Um, And I was just thinking about how, how much, how far that reached, right? Like, I'm still friends with these women. We still talk all the time. We're trying to get together, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's hard in the climate today. Yes. But even, like, I had that abundance of milk. 
Yeah. You were able to put me into contact with someone that I actually work with, yeah, which is amazing. Crazy. I just saw them the other day. Oh, yeah. I saw a little, little, little baby Oakley. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just such a like, cool community. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I'm like forever grateful for that. And then um, Jess, the midwife. Yeah. Not too long ago, I found her on Instagram. Yeah. And then I ended up sending her the photos that you had taken. Yeah. Because there are some beautiful photos yeah. there. Like she, she's in there and she's yes. just as happy as I am. And I sent those to her because I said, I don't know if you've seen these, but mm-hmm. um, here you go. She sent me a message back. Uh, that floored me that uh, she was talking about um, how much of a struggle her job is right now oh, and how yes, there's just yeah. such a disconnect and that it's yeah. not the job that it used to be. Yeah. She's not. They are, they're having a hard burnt time. out yeah. to the max. Yeah. They are not okay. Exactly. Yeah. And she was also having um, like a, a loss in the family as well. And yeah. she was like, these pictures just gave me what I needed in this moment oh. to kind of remind myself of um, why I do what I do and how much I love it and I was just like oh my god you know like yeah the fact that those can touch people too yeah so yeah and doing this I mean your story I've already told so many clients who have had cesareans that we are recording this yeah um it's gonna reach even further Mm -hmm. yeah it's so exciting it is so if you are giving your um friends who are newly pregnant advice what are you what is your go-to okay. right now? So, I mean, I I put it on those moms, those women yeah. who are newly pregnant. You have to do your research. Yeah. Like, you can't just show up to the appointments and nod your head and um, walk away and think that this is in someone else's hands. And that that's everything you need. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. take control. Do your research. Like, just throw yourself into everything. Um, and build a team that you trust. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and if you don't click with those, with that team, you find somebody else. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and trust, trust your body that, um, it knows what to do and trust your baby. Cause they are part of this process too. And a lot yes. of people forget that they yeah. think that the baby is just the, you know, prize at the end, but mm-hmm. no, they play a part in this too. So yeah, they got to yeah. navigate yeah. all this. Yeah. Trust yourself. It's always incredible in labor when you tell a mom to breathe through her baby and they Mm -hmm. all of a sudden remember, like, oh, yeah, this all has a point and, like, this baby's in here, too, and working its way down. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have just, like, our little quick questions for the end of the podcast. I chose some new ones. Um, So what is a non-negotiable for you to thrive? Just in general. Uh... Physical fitness. Yeah. 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 All right. I like that. And what does self-care mean to you? I would say being selfish and being vocal about the things you need. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not, then you probably won't get them. No, it's true. What's your Starbucks order? Oh, uh... (laughs) Oh, Oh, this is fun now. (laughs) We, we went from deep to surface. We're yeah. ending with surface. You know, it's pretty boring, but that's probably because I go to Starbucks a lot. So yeah. I can't get like the high calorie, the, you know, $7 ones. Right. So I'm just like a blonde Americano. Yeah, that's a, nothing in it. Nothing in nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Simple. And yeah, we're like a straight up poop shoot for me. <laughs> <laughs> we both have had a successful poop day today. It's been yeah. good. <laughs> you pooped right after your first sip of coffee. It was incredible. I totally did. Yeah. Although there was some cream in that. Oh, right. <laughs> 
And where's the first place you're traveling when this horse shit is over? Oh, man. Probably um, Toronto to see my pregnant best friend. Okay. Yeah. Is she pregnant again? Yeah. Oh, yay. Yeah. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. That's exciting. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks this for having is, me, this guys. This is so good. Yeah. 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 Are you going to listen to this one? I will, yeah. <laughs> I might, too. Yes, yes. And we will <laughs> share, share it. Yes. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. We would just love it if you would take the time to leave us a five-star rating, a review. If you'd subscribe to our show, you can screenshot it while you're listening to us and even share it on the gram. Remember, you are important, too. Disclaimer, we are not medical professionals. Everything said here is our own opinion and not to be taken as medical advice. We do not take any responsibility from the outcomes of you taking our advice. Please seek medical advice from your trusted healthcare professionals.